Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Grandpa, Grandpa, guess what? My teacher said that at first, cavemen only talked in grunts and later started making up languages. Is that a fact? Did you ask your teacher how she knows? Was she there? Oh, Grandpa, it's in the science book, so it's got to be right. Science books used to say that if you stretched your neck often enough, then you'd have kids with longer necks. But that was wrong. So be careful about trusting everything in a science book. But the book I do trust is the Bible, the Word of God. It's never been proven wrong. When I asked if anyone had seen a caveman grunt, I already knew the answer was no. But there is a better answer as to why we have so many languages. Do you know what it is? Are you talking about Babel, Grandpa? Yes, indeed. In the book of Genesis, a short time after the flood of Noah's day, God told Noah and his family to multiply and cover the earth. Up to that time, they all spoke just one language. But the families descended from Noah disobeyed God and tried to stay in one place, build a great tower to the heavens, and make a name for themselves. So in Genesis 11, 7, and 8, we read, Come, let us go down and there confuse their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth, and they ceased building the city. Once the people found they couldn't communicate with each other anymore, they stopped building and started moving all over the world. From those different families, each with their own language, many more languages developed. In the several thousand years since Babel, over 7,000 languages have sprung up. But isn't that kind of like the evolution of languages? Actually, no. Evolution is supposed to mean change from simple to more complex over time. But what we see is that languages are getting less complex and more fragmented. All this happened because man wanted to be like God rather than be with him. And that's a fact. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane, president of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association, along with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and our producer, Ed Salzwedale, all directors at SABSA. We are here to reassure you you can believe the Bible from the first verse. We're here to discuss today whether or not languages are evolving or de-evolving, whether caveman grunting was the first start of linguistics, or whether, uh, as the Bible would suggest, that we had complex language from the start. It is assumed in the evolutionary viewpoint that there were grunts, that there was motions, that there was stuff that eventually evolved into more complex languages. But when we look at archaeology, what we find is that the early language evidence was superior in grammar and more complex in structure than our current languages. Hieroglyphics, uh, ancient Hebrew, cuneiform, the Chinese language developed 4,500 years ago, all far more complex than we deal with today. It would appear that language is devolving, not evolving. Carl, your thoughts on this? Yeah, my BFF once told me, no, I'm just kidding. So the texting is a great example of how language is <laughs> devolving and not evolving. But I like to look at Peleg. It's mentioned in Genesis that 
during the days of Peleg, the earth was divided. And this was after God came down and confused the languages. So the earth divided into multiple people groups. And we know that just from looking at the devolution, if you will, of the English language from the time that King James Bible was translated to the time of today, many of the English words have changed dramatically and mean sometimes many different things. The fact that we can't translate the various types of love that's written in the ancient Greek, we always use love, L-O-V-E, when we should be saying agape love, we should be saying saying uh, filio, we should be saying eros, all those different meanings that are in uh, Greek, and then there's other uh, meanings that are in Hebrew for what we call love, and yet we only have one word that we can use for all these different meanings, and it oftentimes makes it difficult for people trying to uh, figure out what the Bible is telling them in today's language. That's one biggest, I think it's the biggest problem in Bible studies, is that to really know what the Bible is telling us, we need to study the ancient languages, which are far more uh, fluent, in other words, uh, give a better idea of what God is trying to tell us, rather than our kind of mediocre language called English, that only gives us a limited, uh, I think, uh, an incomplete understanding of what God's telling us. So that's why it's good to have a good Bible commentary that is based on very good linguistic study of the ancient languages, and that helps a lot in uh, helping me, at least, understand what the Bible is trying to tell us. Understood. Terry, you had a different bent on this. Well, yes, I think as you already talked about a little bit, this is just another example of how the starting assumption is that the general theory of evolution must be true. But there is not any evidence that the origin of language was cavemen grunting. But Darwinists have to come up with some kind of explanation about how man began speaking. But one of the things, one of the things that separates people from animals is our use of complex language. And this is consistent, again, with what we read in the Bible. We read it in Genesis 1, 26 and 27, where it states that we are made in the image of God. We are separate from the animals. And again, that's what we observe. What we read in the Bible is consistent with what we observe, but totally inconsistent with the general theory of evolution. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. Today we're talking about, (laughs) did language start complex, as the Bible would suggest, when we were fully formed, or did we start as cavemen with grunts? The linguistic archaeological evidence we have better fits the Bible and not the caveman idea. The Bible says that at Babel, when people were dispersed, there was probably more than 78 people groups, if you count the groups that are talked about after that, that got dispersed. Now today, linguists can identify ancient families of languages of a total of about possibly 90 to 94, which fits with that more than 78 people groups that the Bible talks about. 
Now today we have 50 language families, which means that 30 or more were lost in antiquity. That makes some sense. Over time, some of those families simply got so isolated, died off, etc., that some of those ancient families of languages were lost. So this fits within the Bible. In Genesis chapter 10, we have what's called the Table of Nations. Now, the Table of Nations does a nice job of spelling out where different groups went. For example, it says Cush went to Ethiopia. What's really interesting is they still call themselves Cushites there because they recognize that Cush was the first in the area. The Hebrews called Greece Javan because it was noted that Javan went to that area, and Greek archaeology shows Javan as a predecessor in that area. Gomer is mentioned in Baltic archaeology as well as the archaeology of Great Britain because Gomer was one of the first people to ever go to Western Europe. And again, this is not just Bible that says it it happened. This is found in the archaeological records of, of the secular records going back millennia. One of my favorites is that the Bible says that Meshesh went up into the western Russian area. And guess what the name of Moscow was before it was changed to Moscow? Its ancient name was... Meshesh, noting that this was the first predecessor that went there. So we see a huge correlation between ancient records in these areas that have nothing to do with Bible, have nothing to do with religion, but they support exactly what we find in the Table of Nations, showing that this great dispersion did occur. Now, also an interesting point for all this is that the current rate of linguistic variation from 78 to 94 original languages to the 6,900 to 7,000 that Carl mentioned earlier, that could occur somewhere at the current rate of devolving of languages that we've talked about or the variation of languages in somewhere between 4,500 and 5,500 years. Why is that an interesting uh, total number of years? It matches with the Bible chronology. It, It matches the Bible chronology amazingly well. And so what we find is far better evidence for the Bible's explanation of that we started whole, that we started as complex individuals with complex language that God gave us, and that, as you said with texting, Carl, we're devolving. Very quickly. (laughs) We're devolving very quickly. Exponentially. Any short closing thoughts, guys? Well, an example of what, what you were just talking about with language dying is when the Muslims murdered all of the Coptic Christians or anybody that would speak Coptic in Egypt. Uh, Coptic was the language of the Egyptians. Anybody that would speak it would have their tongue cut out or they'd be killed. And and so that was the end of that language. (laughs) That's how some got into antiquity rather rather badly. We have good evidence from archaeology that the Bible has told us the truth, and we need to pay attention to that. Amen. 
Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM 630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane. And for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzwell, thanks for listening. And we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible.